listening to the Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. Join our epic pro staff around the Sonic Campfire for stories and adventures from our eastern mountains to the Chesapeake Salt. Let our highs and lows inspire you to take to the outdoors. Hey everybody, it's Uncle Catfish, and you're listening to the Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. Tonight, sitting at the table with me is my pro staffers, Phil Buckman, the shaman. Good evening, everybody. And my best friend there, Mr. Will Miser. Hello. Our R2 engineer. We got an epic, like seriously, best friend, life coach friend on the phone tonight. He is going to be... Very fit episode. It's going to be a very fit episode. I want to introduce you guys to our special guest. It is Dr. Ryan Motter. And uh, he's not only got a doctor, he's got a master's in exercise physiology, and he's got a doctorate in epiderm- epidemiology. Did I say it correctly? Yes. Ep- epidemiology. And uh, Dr. Ryan Motter is a, a pro bodybuilder to the extent where he is the youngest man to ever win Mr. Pennsylvania at the age of 23 years old. Nice. So he's got four NPC bodybuilding championships and. Uh, He's just like a world-class personal trainer. I mean, he has done amazing things for a lot of people. And as you all know, we're hunters and we're fishermen and we're outdoorsmen to the level of our heart can't take it anymore. And this man has absolutely epically helped so many people enjoy that more than they could have ever imagined. So welcome, Dr. Ryan Motter, to the the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, buddy. Good evening. So let me ask you the first question. Like I'm, I haven't actually. I think I met you in person at a hunting show, one time. Yes. And I know that you do uh, amazing work with my with my friend Will, and I've seen such a dramatic change in the last three years in Will, and we'll get into that. But like this doctor in uh, this doctor in epidemiology. So I'm not even saying it right. Tell me, like, where did you go to school, and what does that mean? I got my undergrad for uh, an exercise science from Lock Haven University. I got my um, master's degree from um, California University of Pennsylvania, and my uh, doctorate is actually through Virginia University. Um, epidemiology is just a fancy way of saying uh, public health, like public health trends. So once I kind of conquered the exercise and nutrition stuff, I wanted to get more into to business, to corporate wellness particularly, and just overall health trends. Like when you hear a thing on the radio, uh, if you drink a cup of orange juice a day, it's going to decrease your risk for stroke, you know, something like that. That comes from an epidemiologist. Like the, you hear the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, they come up with all these big research studies, and epidemiologists are the ones that conduct these studies. I got you. And so – in this master's, you went. Is this, is this afterwards? Did you go back to school for this master's, or was that first? Uh, the master's was after the undergrad. I got I, you. I did. I actually, I think I worked maybe two years, and then I went and got my master's. But my doctorate was probably three or four years after my master's. And so, as this personal trainer with the master's in exercise physiology, you actually work with not just your every average day Joe. Like you work around what, like MMA fighters and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I work with anybody. I, have, I you know, I have a five-year-old kid. I've worked, I've actually worked with a dog. I, I just, I just had a, 
I just had a lady start to walk again. She was in bed for uh, three years, and she's walking again. She got to cook her first Thanksgiving meal in five years for her family. She had tears in her eyes. I work with everybody, you know, everybody. I mean, actually, I've gotten a, a really big name in UFC and sports that, like, it almost intimidated people to work with me because of it. Like, I, a lot of my background is actually a, a clinical, you know, getting working with stroke victims, working with cardiac rehab, you know, anybody. No matter who it is, I love, I love, I love the diversity of it all. No, absolutely, and, and, and it, that it, is intimidating. I, I mean, I if I wouldn't have like known you like a little bit and and had met you a couple times and uh, been like had that kind of outdoor connection, I, I probably yeah. you probably wouldn't have been my first person to go to. Th no, that it, works against me. That works against me more than you think. It is intimidating because as you've talked, because I've not. For the listeners at home, we, I've not actually, like, met and hung out with uh, with Doctor Motter with, with Ryan. Can I call you Ryan? Let's call Please, you Ryan. That. <laughs> yeah, I've not actually hung out with Ryan. I only met you once, but when yeah. Will comes to me and just shows me little things to help me um, with things that you've taught him, um, it, it's intimidating with what he tells me about you and how you work with him. I've I've actually seen friends pictures of my friend hanging upside down on on like olympic style yeah. rings and <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> what's going on and uh, after yeah. after multiple back surgeries some of the little things that you've taught will that he's passed on to me spiritual and physical some of these little tricks uh of stretching and things ryan you've even helped me and i don't even know you so amen yeah. oh, i appreciate that thanks yeah. yeah this yeah this stuff is very contagious uh yeah, so to your point, I kind of hate that. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, right when you kind of started on this, like I kind of hate that uh, from the outside looking in. W when people see me the first time, like, oh, here comes a fitness buff. You know, you can't have a candy bar. I'm the kind of guy that when I go to hunt and camp, I want I got my Lancaster chewing tobacco on me. I got my Cuban cigars. You better believe I got my whiskey and uh, Molson Canadian. I believe in having a good time. I believe in enjoying life to utmost extreme, but I'm, I also believe in uh, doing stuff the right way so we can do that stuff. Every, uh, everything in moderation. That's exactly right. Is that a play on words? Moderation? I guess we could, M-A-T-T. Right, well, I guess that's where I got to get Ryan to help me. That's very good. Yeah, buddy. I didn't even intend that. I got to get Ryan to help me because I have no clue what moderation means. No, you don't. That's not I something. I that more than you think about yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um, so a uh, couple quick questions uh, that that kind of let's get to know uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Motter. Um, favorite hunting uh, scenario? What's your favorite thing to hunt? My favorite thing to hunt is uh, – that's a good one. I mean, I love going on my moose hunting trips, but as you guys know, and I respect it, you know, that I listen to some of the podcasts you do. You guys are about brotherhood. You guys are about camaraderie. Um, as I'm on this podcast right now, I'm looking at the picture with my dad and I holding two buck. And uh, I know our time's limited here on Earth. I lost my mom to cancer, and um, uh, I know what it means to, uh, to, to enjoy the things we love while we're here. Tomorrow, my dad, my brother, and me are going uh, deer hunting. I work all year long just to be able to do that. It's not necessarily deer that I hunt. It's, it's being with them, and no matter what we hunt. Um, it, there's but selfish i like my moose but I, I love being with my family honey don't matter what it is yeah there there's there's more than at this table with myself there's more than uh 
there's people here that understand that more than you know, Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah. You take you take there's hunting away from us. I, I don't. I'm not even sure if you take that whole thing away from. I'm not even sure if I'd hunt. You know, I, I, that's what means the most to me. But it, bring it, neck hunting, squirrel hunting, no matter what it is, I love it all. Absolutely. So let me, let's let's jump on that point. So I know that Ryan. I know that uh, Will tells me that you Ryan go moose hunting, and that's. That's like a lot of guys' dream, and you do that a lot, actually, right? Am I wrong with that? I do. Yeah, no, I do. I've been very uh, fortunate enough to uh, do that. One of my old clients, Ted, he was uh, one of the first, quote-unquote, special um, people I work with. When a lot of trainers denied him, he had a, a list of 23 medications, and he just came out of heart surgery. 72 years old, never worked out a day in his life, and he wanted to start working out and for hunting trips. I was like, yeah, this ought to be good, and... And we connected great. He came in here. He goes, I want you to come. He goes, I feel great. I want to go moose hunting, and, and you're going to go with. I was like, I, I don't know nothing about that. You know what I mean? But it was unbelievable. <laughs> mm-hmm. I made some great connections up there. Uh, I consider them guys family, and I go every year. Well, uh, it's, that's, where is that's, that, Ryan? Uh, Newfoundland. Oh, oh man. Newfoundland. Well, being physically, I love it. Being physically fit has to be an, an absolute must. I I take it to cut and quarter a moose to take it out of the woods. Is that how you get them out? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I guess forty years ago, fifty years ago, it's it's means much more. But you know, now they have Argos, and uh, and that's one thing he was complaining about. Uh, my my friend Roger, who I go hunting with, is he's like, look, a lot of these people that have money to go on these trips now. Uh, are the guys who retired old and out of shape and he has to watch what he does with them. He was actually picking my brain with like things with the heart attack. He won't let them touch the moose or anything. Or sometimes people do want to do it and he's all nervous. Like what if this guy has a heart attack and die? Um, So it's actually very frustrating for him because a lot of the guys that can't do that, they have to just drive around and road hunt, which really limits your amount of success, especially when you're doing it week upon week to shoot moose off the road, which to me, I'm kind of, and I'm not against it, but when I go hunting, I, I like to go in the woods, Adam, but you I know feel guys like really get frustrated. I do. Yeah, I like to be in the woods. I don't like to see road. I mean, to me, that's hunting. Well, you just touched based on something that's a serious epidemic in the world of, of hunting is, uh, you know, the fact that there's not only, you know, uh, being out of shape, but you don't even have to be totally out of shape to have a heart attack while you're hunting. So, you no, know, you don't. You know, what's going on with like these statistics on heart attacks, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did my internship when I was uh, at Hershey Medical Center uh, for my undergrad, and I worked in different uh, areas, you know, just to try to broaden myself. And, and cardiac rehab was one of them. The cardiologist said to me, he knew I liked hunting. He said, you know, that's our leading number one heart attack. And I, I thought he was joking because I always thought, you know, shoveling snow was. But it's it's actually uh, out of shape hunters in Pennsylvania. Like, usually the statistics are 50 years and older. Um, but it was a great – I mean, it was – the numbers were actually really kind of crazy. Now, a lot of them weren't direct. It wasn't like they went hunting, had a heart attack. That does happen, but a lot of them would have problems three, four, or five days uh, later. But it all came from, you know, it's not necessarily the weekend warriors. It's the one-day-a-year warriors that, you know, they're excited about hunting. They love it. Uh, they go out one time a year. They walk up a mountain. The, um, they get adrenaline rush. The, the cold restricts their vessels. You know, if you have a coronary heart disease or have atherosclerosis plaque buildup um, and you, you're dealing with, you know, a lot of this blood and too much waste product, you're putting yourself at some serious risk. And, uh, 
and, and that stinks to me. You know, I, I like to teach people, uh, even at the worst shape, you know, some of these little things we do all year long can help not only prevent heart attacks, but in my opinion, the most important part, enjoy the experience more. You know, if you're dragging a deer, that really puts yourself at some serious risk of all the blood in your arms and that it's not used to. No. You know, going from not doing anything and pulling a 200-pound deer, that's some serious stuff. No, and you don't have to be old to have a heart attack. I was just no, you don't. commenting earlier no. before the podcast started, you know, that you know because of the fact that I am – you know, have had, you know, uh, some Lyme's disease and back surgeries and all these things, my body stresses a lot whenever that I'm pushing hard. And when I drag deer out of the woods, like we're, you know, in Pennsylvania, it's almost a tradition just to throw a rope around and drag the entire deer. Once you you gut it, drag the deer to wherever you need to. Now that could be 40 yards. It could be a, a, a mile. It yeah, depends on where yeah. you're at. You're praying it runs yeah. to a to a tram road exactly. or, or something so, that you can get the yeah, four wheeler. Sure we all have some crazy, ridiculous drag stories. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Even at a young age, I have had the feelings yeah, of euphoric dizziness and and heart palpitations and you know leg yeah. leg strains to the point where I go like I I'm in danger. So um, and, you know, it's funny you said that. I was just I was just thinking about that too. I know that happens so often, too, like even to your point, to younger people. And I think it's funny. What they don't know is that's all precursors of stuff of them starting to roll the dice of going to bad health. Like, that little bad that little bad that you feel, that's adding on. Like, that's just – that keeps the ball rolling for you to have a problem. Well, like, I was talking about 10 years dude. ago, so I can't imagine how I feel now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's something, it's something we don't think about too. Like, I mean, that's the thing. The whole thing with fitness is, oh, we gotta, we gotta start running. To it's, it's not what it's about. It's, it's about moving a bit more. It's about uh, the way you sit down. It's about the way you drag a deer. It's your posture. It's your breathing. Like, it doesn't have to be as strenuous from the outside as, as what most people think. And as working with Will, that's one thing he learned from me. He's like, you know, this stuff is not that hard. And you know, and and I, like I said before, if you do this stuff right your enjoyment of hunting is so much better and that's that's the most important part yeah you're not being able to walk up a mountain that sucks quality goes through the roof i mean but it's not like it's easy but it's not like we're not i'm not doing two a days with like sore for forever like there's you know we we plan it out properly and all these things to make sure that it's uh doable that you can keep doing it that it's a lifestyle that but yeah, I mean, I mean, some of my some of my favorite harvests, like elk hunting, is when, like I always said, it, elk hunting is the only thing that I ate candy all day, ate like Thanksgiving meals, and <laughs> lost twenty pounds that week. I mean, and to know that I walked up that mountain and got a small six by six trumps any anything anyone's ever. I don't care how big their trophy is that they went to a fenced in place or road hunted one, knowing that I did that. Uh, that most other people—that's what means so much to me. And I can, when I look at that, and them antlers on the wall, I know I did that. Not a lot of people can do that, and that's a big part of hunting it that is, nobody right. takes serious. When I left for Alaska, when I was uh, 17 years old, I turned 18 in Alaska, 1997, I believe, and um, I was in pretty good shape. You know, I played high school football. I was a pretty good football player, and uh, that's to say the least. But. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when I left when I was 17, when I come back after, 
you know, working for the outfitter and doing doll sheep hunts and being a packer carrying doll sheep off the mountains. Uh, doll sheep hunting is one of the most uh, extreme physical fit hunting there is in the world. And when I come back at 18 years old, you're right. It, it didn't matter what I ate. The the before and after yeah. pic, the before and after pictures of me when I came back from Alaska was had I just stayed with that I sh- shoot I should have been an underwear model back then <laughs> 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 what happened to me now <laughs> hey let me tell you something I I, I went I'll never forget I I talked to one guy who went all these hunting trips and he's done it all I'm talking where you name it red tag Africa anything he said he goes you know what elk hunting's hard he said but doll shooting is the hardest. He always told me that. It's rough. It can be rough, but you're right. It don't matter. <clears throat> to your point as a trainer, you know, if you're getting up, you I think you mentioned to me before, like getting up and just walking to the mailbox five times a week if you don't do it can you're, help you. And yeah. things like that is like you can actually eat what you want or do what you want yeah. if you're doing the exercise to – you know, I could eat whatever I wanted when I doll sheep hunted. I, I could have ate the doll yeah. sheep itself with, you know, a 700-pound bag of licorice. It didn't matter because the physical aspect of hunting the doll sheep overcompensated for whatever you put in your body. Now, I, I've always I've always said that. You know, when people ask me what's the best exercise in the world, you know, lifting and gymnastics, I love it all. But I don't think people understand what hunting is in terms of exercise i mean if you do it it's not just walking it's looking it's hearing it's sense uh everything all your senses are all used that is energy production and i'm telling you that in and of itself is one of the main reasons why you lose so much weight from hunting if you do it the right way but people don't do that nowadays it's just let's go in the biggest baddest tree stand and just wait till one comes up you know that that's how i like to hunt i believe in I believe in becoming part of the animal and, and, and respecting the way it lives, walking through the worst. Like, I look at my hands right now, it's nothing but thorn marks, you know? Yep. I want to become a that, – that buck goes in the nastiest stuff. I think if I want to respect that animal, I have to live a day in his shoes. That's how I hunt. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's funny, too. It, um, and something funny about Ryan that I guarantee not a lot of people know is, uh, <laughs> like – Everybody gets Ryan's job. Typically, for a lot, for some people, in in their minds, is to get them ready for the beach. You know, get them ready for summer, right? right. You know, or weddings or something like that. Like, and and the, you know, that's not what it's meant to be. But I, no, Ryan's heaviest time is in the summertime, and his absolute yeah. lightest time is the winter. Right? Like hunting right I'm now. The opposite. I'm He's so lean, it's yeah. retarded. Yeah, I'm the opposite of everybody. I train my body to hunt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I actually did, I did bodybuilding in the summer just for like something to do, but like I'm, I train my body to hunt because you know I, I feel that's what we're supposed to be doing. I really do. Uh, I'm really passionate about that, and it was surprised a lot of people. You know, my favorite one was uh, I was a. I got on Pro Source magazine. It was always one of my goals to get on the when I was bodybuilding, get a magazine. And, and they just loved me because, you know, they want to know how many grams of metric protein. I said, I said, when I, this is no, this is no uh, bull crap either. When I won Mr. Pennsylvania, I had no money. So I was going through college and support myself, and I was bodybuilding. My protein shakes, with it, I'd, I'd shoot the squirrels in my backyard and eat them up. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I, was, you were I, was, I was leaner and stronger than everybody because of it. And that's why I was so passionate. I saw that big niche. I was like, why aren't we using this wild meat. So this whole quote-unquote organic thing, 
I've been saying that for 15 years. It's out and the it's back funny. Door. People have been with me long enough. They're like, wow, you really did have been saying that. I, you know, my, my diet, I, I would go to the neighbor and, and get the, the chicken eggs. Like, oh, that's disgusting. I've been doing that for 20 years. Um, but now it's, you know, now it's acceptable. But you know, I'd like to, to say I was actually a part of that whole twist. But, you know, I never believed in the let's get pumped up, eat chicken, rice. You know, I was all about eating pheasant. Um, which, in my opinion, is way better poultry than I. You know, even when I competed the last time, I used ostrich eggs, I used turkey eggs, I used pheasant eggs, I used quail eggs, and I ate kind of like the wolf did. And that that was always my uh, philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That, I mean, isn't there some? You've done a little bit of study. There's some kind of big study about the protein levels in the different. Wild game eggs versus chicken eggs. Well, look at a chicken, a domestic chicken egg now that comes out yeah. of these growing it's like houses. It's fifth on a the, poultry list. Yeah, the, chicken's really not that great. It was just mass produced. Like people are like, oh, eating turkey is disgusting. Why? The reason the reason they, they chicken eggs are mass produced because they laid more. The, the turkeys really didn't. But in terms of protein content, turkey eggs and is number two. Ostrich eggs number one. And um, but it was just an economic thing. Um, but number one in the world, moose. There's nothing better than it. Uh, elks number two. Uh, and then, you know, they have your bison and deer. But what I don't understand about moose is that it is the leanest meat per ounce and is so juicy and tender. makes absolutely no sense to me. They take elk. I love elk. But it is not as juicy as moose, and moose is leaner. makes no sense to me. Even deer. Like, if you get ground deer, like, that can get dry. I see where – I mean, I can eat it. I like it. But I see how people don't. I have never given moose to somebody that I didn't tell what it was, and they didn't love it because right. it's so juicy. Makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, no. But I'm telling you, that it's on how you prepare I, it, though. Yeah, the moose is where I beat people in bodybuilding. I'm telling you, I got bigger and stronger than anybody. Nobody compared to me because of that freaking moose. I'm telling you, I learned that quick. I was like, ah, oh, you, you guys can take your stupid extracted whey protein. I was like, I'm eating this stuff. Well, Phil, didn't we just have moose the other night? I, and I think it might have been a remnants of a ryan modder kill <laughs> it was was it and it was uh yeah leanna didn't do it justice she called it a moose burger it was almost like moose salisbury steak with a lovely mer like a red wine reduction who cares what it was it, it was, was awesome freaking <laughs> delicious it was i'm with ryan yeah. it was freaking meat ryan what you're saying is yeah, but... what you're saying is absolutely true i you know and here's the thing i don't want bad karma i don't want people to think rough of me but sit, you know i'm the same as you you know i like nicotine i like caffeine i i have a, I, I got a whiskey bottle you're a, man, you're a man that's why i got a whiskey <laughs> bottle sitting beside me so but here's the thing i, like I don't work out but i okay. hunt so much that then you work out i i don't look as strong as i am so I'm not one of those guys that are super lean and cut, and you can see my six-pack. But You're not that far off. Though. I'm not that far off. I got little lumps sticking out of me everywhere, and that's all from hunting. It's all from me yep. pushing in the woods. And if I were to quit hunt, if I were to quit hunting, I would not have the I would not have the body that I have because I. I got to give it all to hunting because I don't do anything else that actually has exercise. I'm an x-ray technologist, so I am on my feet running around all day. But yeah, that, that's, that, does, that that's, doesn't keep you skinny. No, it's stress. It's like stress lifting. It's nothing the, else. It's right. But hunting, hunting itself is what keeps me in shape. So you're right. Like hunting might be one of the best exercises 
that there I is. think it's number one in the world. Yeah, I agree with you I 100%. Mean, I'm, I'm to, I even think I, it's like looking. Looking and watching is like training your eyes. I, I, I was just telling Will about it. I was like, I think a lot of uh, – I think a lot of people like who get glasses and stuff. I I notice my eyes at the end of hunting season is are so much more crisp because I'm using them the way they're supposed to. I'm looking, I'm watching them, you know, I'm watching the trees move. Like I'm so much like I can tell beginning of the year when I'm not stalk hunting, I'm bad at that. I'm like, what was that? Now I'm I'm so much more in tune from using it. But we don't train that aspect of us. No. The way we live today, it's not really the way we're supposed to do it. No, we were just talking about this on our last podcast. One of the things that helps. A lot with that is night hunting. If you get out at nighttime and hunt, it's going to help you during that. help you during the daytime. I want to I want to touch base real quick because these upside down pictures of my friend hanging on rings and watching him progress over the last three years. Um, sure. Yesterday, I was super proud of my wife for sitting all day long from dark till dark in a pouring down crappy rain day here in Pennsylvania. However. I was worried about Will because Will tends to get, like, sinus issues or whatever during, like, rain days. But he sat all day in the rain in one of the stands up on the property. And it was, like, one of those really crappy rain days here in Pennsylvania rifle season. Sat from dark till dark, and I went out and talked to him uh, coming in, and he went, I feel amazing. Like, I had (laughs) such an epic day. I feel amazing. And I think a lot of that's, you know... uh, press towards you ryan like what have you done with will over the last three years that i I can learn from i didn't see a deer um but but sitting out like that and you know and it was not really like an easy day it was a monsoony kind of dense fog um rolling in like i said uh before the podcast i said you know i kind of felt like forrest gump a little bit where you know rain was coming in from the side and then we had, you know, sometimes it even felt like it was coming up from the ground. Um, anyway, it was a rough my day. Crappy little Forrest Gump impression. Yeah, it was good because that's the way yesterday was. <laughs> but um, no, Will, Will Will Will's been unbelievable. Uh, first of all, I want to I want to give credit where credit's due. I, I I appreciate the the kind words, but I always say I'm a facilitator and not a dictator. And if I am that good, I'd have helped every single person I went through, and that's not the case. So. Uh, credit to will for implementing the things that i pointed the finger to and and i sincerely mean that but uh, when he came to me was first um, he had an a1c issue so you know we were pre-diabetic yeah i got um, the diabetes yeah and and, you know i I thought (laughs) it was a very mature yeah we always come to different crossroads in our life where we got to make uh Good decisions, and us guys, we're the worst for that. Especially with our health, we have to throw it on the rug. No, let's, we'll just deal with that, and let's not worry about that. And sometimes that works, but other times uh, it doesn't. You know, and and I would like to think that was maybe one of the best things that happened to Will. You know, he came to me, we kind of made a great connection, and uh, I think it turned into more than what we thought of. Just okay, let's get our A1C levels. It was a great problematic area that we started with, but you know, we got into pain management, we got into uh, spirit uh, psychology of it all. Um, and we got into hunting. How do we enjoy our hunting? Uh, uh, how do we uh, get in shape that we can go on some of these dream hunts? And uh, it's been great, you know. So we see these things that look intimidating, like going upside down. And that's what I like to do. We, on the outside looking in, that looks really, really hard. But once you work with me for a little, you realize you can do. You're, you know, you're so much capable you see, of of so many different things. You know, when people ask me who the best nutritionists, the best trainers were, I always say Indians. You know, they they, they were the best. You know, they were. Or the barber, you know, they were in shape, you know, that's, they, they climb trees and we have all these fancy terms for fitness in it, but 
the end of the day, it's just you know, all these crazy kipping pull-ups. You know, they're climbing trees. It's, it's what they're doing at the end of the day. So yeah. we're preparing his neutral uh, back position to, to be able to do some of these things. And uh, he's been unbelievable with it. And, you know, we are just diagnosing so many different things in his life with uh, body temperature and sleep and stress and, and just everything of, of what we can do to help Will. And, you know, hunting being his biggest passion of mine, too, we want to take all this stuff and implement, like what you said, that he can have his most enjoyment in anything he does. You know, so if he's going to hunt, if he doesn't see anything, he's going to have the best day ever. Yeah. No, no, pain, no, no question stress, about no. it. I mean, it's my attitude's better. Um, just my just wanting to be out there. I mean, there was time, there was a minute or two where I was like, you know, I could go I could go in, yeah. you know, I had, that's true. I, you were like that a couple of years. Yeah. I had Lacey, um, unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, I had Lacey about, you know, 250 yards away. And, uh, I knew she was out there hanging in this crap. So it wasn't something that I was, you know, I'm not gonna, I thought about going in, but I wasn't going to because she's, hanging tough there's no you know you can't leave till my wife leaves <laughs> so, uh, but um no but long story you know the i've come so far and and uh i i used i was getting the last couple of years i was getting sick very frequently i was yeah you know very I, easily very easily um i would it would take me out of work for a week or so and i just you know it was just bad like my life was kind of for i had an athletic background um but like i put on a bunch of weight and it wasn't uh that that's a whole different issue i had like skinny fat weight that was on there um i actually weigh more now than i had yeah we were just we were just talking about that the <laughs> other day. A weird kind of we, we look at what i do Strictly from vanity, and most people on the outside looking and come to me, and and I, you know, I'm in a position now where I, I I am established. I have a great clientele base. If people come to me and bring that stuff up right away, I'm like, you're you're going to the wrong person. I want to have my arms look like this. I mean, that stuff's great. I was a bodybuilder. I was I was good at it, but that's not what this stuff is about. And it's funny, we joked about that. You, see, yeah. you know what? Since you've been with me, he has actually gained weight, but he had to do these prerequisites before we get to that. But stuff. I haven't gained um, a pant size. You know what I mean? Like, no. like oh, I, yeah, yeah. Like I put on more solid muscle and, and things, but I have more weight. Like, let the, me let me hit it as yeah. an outside opinion between you two is in the last three years, the change in you has been spiritual, has been your yeah. your your energy level is extremely way up. Yeah. Your your yeah. at, your attitude is freaking so much different. And you're you're like this. All of a you've always been a go getter your whole life, but like all of a sudden you stomped on the gas pedal and you're going 100 miles an hour. It's mind body. And that's soul. what that's, that's that's what that's what kills my business. Everybody wants quantitatives, right? You guys both work in hospitals, so you work strictly with quantitative. So, pant size, uh, blood pressure, and that's great. You know, I love biometrics, I love body weight, but that doesn't always. T I always say some of the best results I ever get are kind of the the the, the quantitative stuff. You know, you can't put a number or measure to feeling good and enjoying life more it's, it's oh, the most important part god, right god bless I you think. if you would see me I, <laughs> i'm not i'm not the right. classic healthy person 
I think what you're getting at, Ryan, is trends, not just one number. Let, let's watch the trends. Let's sit back and watch an hour worth of vital signs. Let's watch. I, I'm a I'm an old, yeah. I'm I'm a ex critical care nurse, I, I, ER nurse, and it just you know I just didn't react on one pressure from from a patient. I would wait to see maybe two or three. Well, now this is yeah. an issue. This is a trend. This isn't. This is something that now I need to start investigating a little bit more. Sure. And and, and amen to that. It's it's trendy. Look, it's not just one and knee-jerking at that. Let's sit back. Let's look at the trend. Let's analyze this and go in the right direction with let, it. Let me ask you a question, Ryan. Let's let, let's let's cut the let, let's cut the void. Let's span the void actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. Um let, let me fathers. let me give you a background in me since we've met but we've never talked. <clears throat> Um, my cholesterol level is in the 600s. My triglycerides are in the... <laughs> Listen, well, why are we laughing already? I'm, I haven't I'm, even started yet. And you're alive? What kind of friends you got there laughing at? Yeah, they're a bunch of... If I'd have known about this, I'd have freaking... I'd have you did, are you going to let... Rotary. Are you even going to let me finish? My triglycerides are 3,300. He can't... That's serious. He can't be killed by conventional weapons. No. I have a 3,300 trigristle, tri, tri, tri whatever that you shit is. You are a grizzled. Yeah. Um, my blood pressure that the students just took this week runs normally 170 over 110. This is the way my father is. It is the way that okay. we just want. Now, I run daily on those numbers. It's normal to me, so I don't really know what feeling normal feels like. Now, I do this to myself. Okay. I do this to myself with... You know, nicotine, caffeine, alcohol, fatty foods, cheese steaks, French fries. The only thing that keeps me alive is the fact that I hunt every day and I push hard. But sure. it, I'm on five kinds of blood pressure medicine, and it does not bring it down. So okay. <clears throat> um, somebody who's really, really out there, if you would look at me, you would never believe that, oh, my God, that guy's got triglycerides levels of that high or blood pressure that high. Cause sure. You know, but at the same time, I can feel it. Like, I feel tired. I feel worn out. My legs feel like cinder sure. blocks. I've had multiple back surgeries. My legs are asleep all the time. Uh, I have headaches. And I just push because I love to hunt. How can you, sure. how could you push somebody to, I mean, can you, is there a point where you could actually do things in life where, your spirit will start to heal yourself like you did for will like how did you actually make my friend you didn't just fix starting to fix his body like he has a different demeanor of loving life like it's weird i was gonna say that's that's the million dollar question and that answer is different for everybody you know i i get that a lot and i say that all the time uh and I, i'm sure i probably push the, the the pace of this whole pc thing you know but they're like what's 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 the biggest weakness in everybody in health? I, I say it all the time. It's spiritual and mental health. Oh, is it going to church? I said, that's not what I'm saying. It could be, uh, you know, I I, I, I sit on a uh, on a board actually of nutritionists, and one of the guys, I mean, he's unbelievable. He's a Harvard professor, a mentor to the UFC. Um, uh, he he's great. He's almost probably he's pretty close to being vegan. He's a big kind of fish guy but he respects the hell out of what I do. Like he knows I hunt and, and all this stuff. And I'll never forget. He called me in the last show is the last bodybuilding show I did. And he said to me, Ryan, what was the biggest thing you changed for the show? And he thought, 
because every show I do something different. And he thought I was going to go in this kind of nutritional science thing. And we did a little, but I said, you know what I did? I said, every time I ate a meal, I sat by the river, I watched the ducks go by, I chewed my food with corn dogs. I I didn't look at my phone. (laughs) How many? Um, I checked my email once a day, and I just enjoyed the moment. I said, "How many? Nobody does that anymore. No, you know, nobody." And 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 that you know what I was doing? I was training my spirit. I was enjoying life. Um, I was like, I wonder if there's like a big old bass in there. Instead of like text messaging people, talking to people, uh, I just more lived in the moment and. And that's just a part of, of spirit and, and enjoying life. Uh, like what you guys do with your podcast. That's, that's technically a, a, uh, a part of addressing your spirit. It makes you guys feel good. It has you a part of, of a community. And, and that's one of the biggest things I do with people is trying to what are your passions and then try to facilitate them to do so. And, and that's the key. You know, if you're on this podcast, you want to feel good. You want your mind to work uh, at its utmost uh, best function ever. It's a, so not only that uh, you can enjoy it, but what you're giving is going to give enjoyment to other people, and uh, it sucks. You know, I'm not I'm not picking on you by have by you know saying your levels are like that because I've been there, and, and it does suck. And and I know you know sometimes you got to feel bad to appreciate feeling good. Well, that's the thing, um, you know, putting my feet in the river is uh, sitting on the bank with nobody around is is my happy zone, and it, it's what. And, and, and all I can tell you is God bless you for doing what you're doing now. But that won't last forever. You know, I'm just being honest with you. You know, you you push. You know, you're young and and quote unquote healthy for the time being. But as you get older, it's it's something you're going to have to be forced to change. And I hope you do that before you, something you know terrible happens. Well, I, I but, totally agree. Well, yeah. if and here's the thing: it, there's a great big backstory on that. I Beat him up. I I'm have just no. No, I'm not. I, I, that's not <laughs> it's it's <laughs> true. My I know it's true. My father lived the same exact lifestyle and my father has no legs now and my father is suffering so you know um because he wouldn't quit he wouldn't quit what he was doing nobody could tell him anything different yeah and you know do you know, do you know i think the, do you know i think the beauty of life is bettering what our ancestors did well I'm, our kids are better people than we were and i think it's your job to be a better person your dad was it's starting to, it's only now starting to click it's only now starting to click on that and um the 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 thing is is that you know he is such a tough soul that he's fighting more than any podcast could ever tell i mean 13 surgeries beat cancer four times and he's still yeah, kicking and, awesome. he's still kicking and fighting but he don't have much of a body left to where his mind is and that's where i'm at like my mind will do so much more than my body will do in the woods now and that's really yeah. my issue so let me ask you well, a quick, let me ask you a quick question though like go ahead one of my biggest issues is, and a lot of people know, is I don't sleep. So, okay. is, is sleep important? You're, like, because I, I just never. I sleep. think I think Will can answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it it is. Uh, sleeping is 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 your recovery time. So um, it's everything. It, that in and of itself could be messing your levels up. Well, people at work think it's a joke. You know, like I I, I freak the the students out. And the nurses and the ER doctors, they all know me. And, I've, you know, I've been to Hershey and I've been to Johns Hopkins, and they're like, oh, you, we need to write a book about your medical marvel. I went, no, you don't. Every, my sister's the same way. My sister has yeah. the same levels I have, 
and she looks totally normal. It's almost a genetic thing with high blood pressure oh, yeah. and cholesterol. No doubt about it. And but no, no the, doubt about it. They look at me and they're like, "Oh man, this machine's broken." I'm like, "Nah, no, it's not." Uh, it's not. But the genetic part is only so much. You can override a lot of it. Like, and, and on the cholesterol, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but uh, and I'm going to break this down to the, the basics, how I explain this to patients, um, the importance, and you talk about cholesterol, the importance of HDL and LDL cholesterol, HDL being high, LDL being the low density, density the, yep. and, and HDL is good and LDL is the bad. Exactly. But how it works is your LDL is out there in your body, and it's running around there, and it's like an, it's wanting to party in your arteries and, and deposit and yep. hang out and, and start settling in and inviting more and more friends in. But what your HDL does is it goes out, and now what's important is is it goes out while you're sleeping at night. Yep. This is why they tell you to take your Lipitor or your statin drugs at night. It's not uh, just yeah, necess- yeah, go to bed, yeah. It's not necessarily because of the leg cramps that the side effect that it can cause. There's meds for that too to take away that if you need to. But Yep. I have all those meds. The, I don't the take H- them. They the stack HDL, up in the closet. <laughs> the HDL goes out and it basically goes out and gets a partner in the LDL and brings it back to the liver for excretion outside yep. of the body. That's why they stress the ratio. Okay. You can have high cholesterol, but if your ratios yeah. are good, you're you're yep. going to be okay. Well, you I don't, don't worry about it. I don't right. sleep. So that's well, I think maybe one of my issues. sleeping will just I, right now I bet sleeping will bring it down 10% if you slept 6 hours a night. I don't sleep 6 hours a night. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I I've seen it. I've seen this is no this is no uh, lie. I've seen somebody who slept 3 hours a night. Uh, I mean, even every 20 minutes she got went from five hours, her levels changed. Like I've never seen anybody. She didn't change her eating or her fitness at all. That's how important her sleep was. I'm talking blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, everything. I could, but, and hers wasn't necessarily, she had like kind of like a, like brain tumors and stuff. So there, I, I do think there kind of was some physical damage there when they were kind of in there rooting around. But, um, Hers was all stress and anxiety. She could not shut her brain off. So we did different. Like, that's one thing uh, I know Will was messing with, like putting different kind of essential oils under his nose and, you know, drinking a tea before he goes to bed or just, you know, shutting your mind off. Like, sleep is... Well, that's one of my biggest issues is my mind's like... uh, You ever watch TV? You ever watch the old TV? goes and goes and goes? Yeah, it's like holding the up button on the, the channel and it click, 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 click. My, I can't concentrate on anything, and I'm not talking I don't sleep. Sometimes, I'm not joking, I'm up for three, four days at a time. Like, I don't yeah. sleep. Yeah. You, you carry a lot. Well, of... I, I, yeah. But I've dealt with that more than you think. Yeah. Um, I guess all I could say, to, if, if you're looking for motivation, Catfish, I guess this is all I could say to you, and, and I think about this a lot. Uh, your mind overrides your body. God bless you. I take a strong mind over anything. But if your body gives out on you, and 10, let's say 10 or a mile before uh, it, it should, knowing you had the control that you, that if you'd have done some of these better choices and small things that, you know, even when that wasn't that big of a deal, if you could have went an extra mile that day, you would have got the biggest buck of your life and you would have got that most amazing experience that you never would have had if you wouldn't have done that. To me, that is worth it. the best that is the best motivation, and that is the best uh, uh, ammo I'd use for training my spirit. 
No, I get what you're saying because there are times that I fight with myself that go, I, Me too. I should have, I should have been able to do that, and I, yeah, I, I, I always constitute it like I'm getting old, and and I'm not old, you uh, know. So right. th- that's not really right. the issue, and uh, it's because that I, you're right, I don't take care and, of myself. And you're such a passionate guy, you know. I, I, you're such a passionate guy. Like, don't that that would be my biggest that would be my biggest motivator for you. Just just think of that little extra, you know. You're just going to enjoy that so much more, you know. You're going like, to. You're pro- you could be prohibiting yourself to get in the best moment of hunting in your life that did not happen to you yet. That's how I look at that. Well, don't don't think that you don't inspire more people than you know because through will, honestly, I mean, even sitting here, you know, with my night off, um, through will, you've actually even I pushed for I pushed harder today than I have in a while because of some of the exercises that Will has got me doing and. I'm still oh, sitting. I I'm still sitting here. So, yeah, and it's. Uh, I'm sure the stuff he showed you wasn't overly crazy, too, right? It was kind of basic, simple thing. It was at first. It 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 actually strained and hurt my inner thighs, and like I was like, "This sucks. I ain't doing this." And then it. And <laughs> now, now it, I'm like, this is this is not a big deal anymore. So. Hey man, be the you know that's always what I that's my biggest thing is be the change. I was so intimidated by by us guys when I came out here. I was like, you know what, guys don't change. And I was wrong about that. I just had to go about it a different way. Um, I've been I helped guys who are sixty years old who are like old you know stubborn guys like you and I were, and and they're just doing these things now that they never could have before. And uh, that's kind of my whole motto is let, let's be the change. You know, like your dad. Your dad was an awesome guy. He's so inspiring. But just think, maybe you've done a couple things. Uh, differently maybe his severity of pain won't be this bad and that's i think that's our job that's our job to do that and then maybe it's our offspring's job to do something better we did to me that's that's advancing life you know it's making a choice um ryan i'm gonna i'm gonna back up and i want to ask catfish do you meditate at all catfish do you try to you know like to slow yourself down like I'm going to use an example. I I went through a pretty stressful week the last ten days. I wasn't feeling well physically. Uh, had had some GI diverticulitis type issues going on. Also with some some uh, family type of issues. It had me very stressed out. I was I was low physically and low mentally, having a bad day, and I was just didn't want to obsess. I wanted to be calm, to stay calm, to stay in a Zen moment. And I just, to sleep, I started to, to meditate, and I put myself in the woods. I, I, I went on a hunt, I, kind of like how you hear these guys that were POWs in the Hanoi Hilton who built homes, their dream homes, nail by nail, board by board, cut everything. And they, that's how they got through. Just, uh, you want me to answer that? Yeah. yeah. Just a disconnect. Yeah, I do. I go hunting every night. Yeah. That's how I go. It, <laughs> but, but as you're going to sleep, though, too, do you go hunting? I'm in. You're generally in the woods hunting. Yeah, at midnight. That's when he. I don't that. sleep. He unplugs when he's at the river. I don't believe. I don't believe people that are listening. You know, I don't post everything. I've hunted the last 15 days in a row. You know, and yeah. most of the, I've been out fox hunting. I just don't say it because I haven't got one. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. No. But, okay. But, uh, meditate. So you're doing. Therapeutic things in lieu of your sleep, though. No, I have, you know, wow, this is getting a pretty deep podcast, but no, I don't meditate because I have anger issues. So when I do try to meditate or I can't sleep, 
No, I get mad and I go to my garage and I I drink and I smoke and I get frustrated and so I stay I stay I stay awake and the the more I try to slow my brain down, the faster it goes. So I don't fight with it. The more I try, the harder I stress. You, you get caught up in that that vicious circle. You and I, I'd love to spend some time with you in the blind, buddy. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that there's there's your first problem. I mean, there you identified the problem. There's there's the there's the first step to getting better is you identify. Okay, there's a problem now. How do we go about that? So you tried one way of meditation. That don't work. Okay, there's six million other things we can try. No. Uh, I, to, go off, to go off what you said about hunting, you know, I go hunting every night. I love it. That's a great answer. Uh, you know that some of the smallest, dumbest things you can do uh, to go on top of that is have a picture at your work or have a picture you can put uh, that really meant something to you when you harvested whatever with yourself or your dad or the doll sheep you got. No, I do. In my locker, I got a picture of a buck with me and dad in it. Yep. Yeah, you look at that. You make a you make a chore of that to look at that every single day to know why you're working, to know why you're doing this to go to bed. You know, we lose track of that stuff because we have all this stuff going on. But uh, yeah, back to um, you know his point about meditation. I had a guy who he told me he's like, I got to tell you something. Well, he goes, I started praying. I was like, okay. He goes, my, I'm telling you, my my blood pressure went down. I was like, amazing stuff we can do when we put our mind at ease and everybody can do it. It just has to go a bit, sometimes a different way. Sometimes people pray. Sometimes people meditate. Sometimes people just go and look into cornfields. Sometimes people read a book. Sometimes people listen to music. Sometimes people, well, uh, you know, there's all these things we can do to try. That's to where, that, but that's where my cold therapy comes in. Cause I, you know, I, I got the cold water, um, or, yeah. or cold air on me, you know, like, so, Right now is like the best time of year because I do a lot of that Wim Hof kind of trying, you know, cold water therapies. And I'm not that that force. I'm not getting out. OK, I have a time in my head that I want to be in there or or whatever, but I'm not getting out until then. So I have a lot of time to just be with myself and, and just work through crap because and it's not I don't really go too deep with it, but it, it's more of a. You know, it's more of a big, like, holy crap. <laughs> it's just me in there. You know what I mean? Like, I have to face myself. And uh, no one else is getting me through this severe torture situation that, that is the cold. You know? uh, that's why I like hunting geese in February, because it's a true test of not just hunting geese. It's just, can I stay here all day? Yeah. That's, yeah, the, uh, exactly. That, that, that's, how, that's what makes me sick. Too. I'm the same way. I want to know how, how hard can I push myself? That's good for my brain. Like how much torture. I get pleasure and pain like you do. That was, that, that's, what, that's what made me good in bodybuilding. Uh, Ryan, how deep was the snow last year? Um, not this last hunt, but the year before you were hunting in snow that was like waist deep. You know? Loved it. it Loved was... it. I mean, I was dead. <laughs> I couldn't explain to you how dead I was, but that's my, that's my therapy. Um, yeah. My, 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 that was up know, in my Newfoundland. You, Kat, it's like six. My, my advice to you, Catfish, was like the whole idea of like what Thomas Thomas Edison said about uh, inventing a light bulb. When he, you know, if he did something wrong, you know, he he found a thousand different ways, a thousand wrong ways to invent a, a light bulb, but he only needed one way for it to work. Here's it's a big here, same, it's here's a big secret, Ryan. Theory. I I thrive on liking to do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. The hey, block. I respect that. I, I do. Yeah. I do. Hey, do you think you, you think uh, what well, I was successful in bodybuilding by doing what everybody else did? You know, be go against the grain. But here's the thing: 
success only has one key uh, denominator, relentlessness. you got to try different things. If it wasn't for some of my pain and sleeplessness and misery, I wouldn't be the hunter that I am because hunting is – it isn't hunting. I could have shot lots of deer in the last few days. I haven't tagged a deer yet. Perseverance. I, I, I've got lots of deer in the scope. I even videotaped them through the scope. It, it's not about – it was about – I think for me, Ryan, honestly, I find my only peace when I'm in charge of any situation. Like, I know I could have shot, but I didn't. I found peace. I like I, that, too. I find I if, like if I'm at work and everything's going my way and I'm at peace – but any time that things aren't going my way, I'm bad. Like, I'm real bad. Yeah. And that, it's, it's a frustration. <laughs> it's an understatement. It, it's the alpha in me, I guess. It's like my pack's you know, not listening exactly, to me. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I, I find, trust me, I have my peaceful moments where I get enlightened, but it doesn't lower my triglycerides. So, yeah, uh, it will. <laughs> It will, but can well, I? The, the first question, the first question you have to ask is this: Do you really want to help yourself? You know, it, you're not going to offend me if you say no. You know, I ask all the time. What? This no, I don't, and that's something. that's the problem. Nobody in my family does. Um, so, sure. and it's frustrating because uh, there's there's wars inside of me, and like there is every man that I don't want to smoke. But yeah, that I, I want to get in shape. Though. It doesn't. But here's a crazy. Well, here's make a, them happy, but does it make you happy? Smoking. No, yes. smoking doesn't make me happy because I couldn't breathe today. It doesn't make me happy. It's what smoking. I, yeah, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think it would. I mean, it really seems to me you are truly you love hunting. I, mean, I think smoking really love- is a pastime for me because I can't sleep. But your brain loves that nicotine, and that's the problem. Yeah. And, and, and you and you know it as well as I, I'm a former smoker, Ryan. I, I see you nurse. Matthew Dixon. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I, 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 I watch people intubated, and I, I quit smoking in nursing school because I. It it became, it was no longer a choice. I I was always saying it was my choice to smoke, and I'm going to have to die that death, and that's my choice to die that death. But after I got into critical care, I saw that it wasn't my choice to die that death. It was going to be my family's choice to trach and peg me or let me go, and I did not want to put them in that situation. And, you know, it does become a choice. And if people don't want to quit, I tell them don't quit. You're only going to frustrate yourself and lower your self-esteem. No doubt. No doubt. It's realism. But I wanted to, just to let you guys know, that night, once I meditated, my my next conscious thought after sometime in the mid-morning was I was dreaming. I, I What I later found out was a dream. But I woke up, and I was in a field with... Will, Catfish, and Sammy, and we were hunting, and, and, oh. and I didn't even know what we were hunting at first until they said, Buck, are you going to let the uh, the other two just walk by you, by you too? And, and, and the next thing I know, I'm looking at these beautiful pheasants starting to flush up in the air. <laughs> as, as Sammy and Will are killing the one behind me, I'm killing the other two. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, like, that was my payback of... No, I, I'm not going to give in to this chaos, this drama, whatever you want to call it that's going on. I'm going to put myself, I am the master of my own destiny. And it was so very empowering now like that I know that I can do that again. I, I got to a place where I couldn't. Yeah. And it, it's, it's mind over matter. Uh, I, Catfish had to step away real quick, and I wish I could... 
I, I want to get that cat in the blind. A I need to get give I, him a big hug. Uh, well, I want to no, give him a big hug. It's too. a. I mean, it's a. It's tough, and and and, and you he, know. When you gotta. Oh no doubt. When you gotta. No doubt. I've, we won't sugarcoat that. You're talking about some of the hard. You're talking about the hardest thing you're gonna work at that you're gonna fail a million times with. And if you really want it to work, it's gonna take you years. But that being said, if you want it to work, it will. It's no, but I mean, it it when you decide to heal yourself, when you decide to finally, uh, not I don't know if you're just fed up or whatever your motivation is. You want to hunt more. You want to be healthy sure. for your, your family. Kids. Whatever it is, that when you decide that you want to heal yourself, um, you know, and you just start to i i call it like cracking codes or unlocking like yeah, you do. because there's a lot of like really really deep shit holding you back that you you didn't know was an issue i mean it's kind of like going to ikea because uh, you can go into ikea but you didn't once you walk through a little bit you didn't know you had that problem so you're like oh yeah i'll buy that and i'll get this and i'll get you know so but literally once you start to unlock those doors in those keys um i I, like my personal like my personal experience like i what my initial ryan you remember we we had a a meeting uh, at starbucks and yeah you know i said here's my deal uh i got i I just got a new diagnosis of an a1c is a slightly elevated um i'm in the process of trying to lose a little bit of weight um, but I've never been successful in working out and dieting at the same time. I want more of a really holistic approach of trying to get, you know, this this uh, this A1C under under control. And uh, yeah, and so when we did that, I mean, what what happened after that it wasn't anywhere near what I thought was going to happen. Um, it didn't, you know, so in my head, like I'm going to go and I'm going to eat chicken and I'm going to eat lettuce yeah. and I'm going to just drop a bunch of weight and then I'm going to be really happy for a while. And then Ryan and I are going to, I'm going to feel like I'm fixed. And then Ryan and I aren't going to talk, <laughs> you know, Yeah. but that is like the absolute, you know, opposite of like, so I, I, you know, so what we started to do is we made it manageable a situation manageable for me to work out for two years in a row, you know what I mean? Straight. I'm working out all the time now. Um, I'm conscious of my, my posture. We do a lot of posture training. Uh, um, we, we took, uh, basically for me personally, and I know everybody's a little bit different. Everybody's going to be different because they have different motivations, but, for me personally, um, we started out with a diet, but then we threw the diet out um, yeah. because that wasn't where I needed the. That wasn't what I needed no. to fix initially. We had some prerequisites. Yep. And to go through all that, I mean, just to kind of like, uh, I mean, uh, every time that I work out, I have to be okay with facing my weaknesses. That that's just the realness of it for me. Yeah, you know, is that I I'm I had an athletic background. I I was an okay wrestler. You know, pretty. I had a moment where I was a pretty good wrestler. You know, and then 
injury, different things, you know, led to, uh, you know, being an average wrestler. So, um, long story short, I, I had a, a, a wrestling background. I had a karate background. And uh, I could do some physical things that, that I can't do now. And, and But my mind is still very, very strong and very, very into doing those physical things. Um, back, back to, yeah, but to, to like Will's point, I think it's one of the biggest things that people, when they start working with me, initially get frustrated with. Um, I will expose you quick. I mean, I hate to admit I'm terrible. I was like, I was like a bully in high school, man. I was bad with that stuff. I don't regret. Don't get me wrong, but there's one thing I can do. I can pick you apart. And to me, that's the greatest thing you'd ever do. And people have a hard time with that when you expose their weaknesses. To me, it's like a lot of people don't understand that. The more you work with me, the more weaknesses you find. And to me, it's great. I mean, it's, there's always something to work on. And like, and Will will tell you, the greatest feeling you'll ever do is conquering something you really didn't think you could do. There's nothing better. There's no better feeling than that. When you conquer something knowing, wow, I, I really did do that, and it comes back to my word I say all the time, is control. When you control everything, you have your own destiny. And also to add to that catfish, um, we really took kind of a selfish approach of let's try to get you to feel better. I think the, sure. a lot of the guys were, were like really made a, a good indirect point about you're not only doing this for yourself, but how good of a husband are you being if you're not feeling well? How good of a son are you being? If you're not feeling well, you've been able to take care of your dad or your, your wife, you know, to the utmost if you are not feeling well. You know, so taking an unselfish approach, like how good of a friend are you being to the to, to the Rutten River podcast as, as friends if you're not being able to hunt that well? So I look at I look at that stuff that way, too. Ryan, that that's the chapter in my book I'm, I call It's OK to be Selfish. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that's, wrong with that. That's an okay. Like we teach people not to be selfish, but that's a positive selfish feeling. No doubt. If and, you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. And, but Truth. we don't. We don't tr- teach that as a society anymore. We show no. that as being. Uh, 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 it's like a gray like or a, bad a, thing, yeah. a dark stain, a, a scarlet letter, yep. and it's not. It, you know. You know. And and sometimes that might be the bane of the baby boomers that taught us sacrifice and long suffering long you know like a, uh, the catholic guilt syndrome you could pull into that too you know that sure in order for me to be happy i have to have great suffering and that necessarily isn't always true i think in order you know and having said that you have to have valleys to enjoy the peaks but uh yeah you know i i could go on for That's a great way to put it I yeah. could go on for but, 16 hours talking about this topic. But when you yeah, when you're actually choosing to finally uh, heal yourself, I mean, it is pride swallowing. It is like, you know, yeah. but it's strength, it's strength through weakness. It, it absolutely strengthens. Yeah. The strength comes on it's almost a byproduct. You know that that uh, that strength comes as a um, as a byproduct of just choosing to do something different. Um, yeah, like we we think we're so stubborn because we're strong. We're the opposite. I say all the guys. The guys are weaker than girls. Girls are so much more susceptible to change. They're mentally a lot tougher than guys. But guys, we're so until we admit, like, look, we're human and, and, and we're weak, is when we really start seeing the progression of change. But um, I've been really excited about this because you know it's, it's it's a part in culture that we do need to change. Like this. You know, as much as we kind of laugh at, at Catfish for the stuff he does, it's really not that funny, you yeah. know, because as a whole, 
as a whole, you know, this is a huge problem. This, in, in my, like in epidemiology, it's an epidemic that, that needs to be changed. And uh, I think if we start making the change and we start making things more enjoyable, we're going we're gonna to have a better culture. Well, the, we're going to like life more. We're going to like hunting more. That's no what question that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, our, you know, we, the beauty of it too is along the way is there's these micro goals that, that happen again organically right. just by doing yeah, yeah sometimes we don't even find them until we're doing it right yeah and and the beauty of it too i just love that you know sometimes ryan and i um and and Le and, and leanna um we surprise each other so like yeah um there's there's been uh several moments that where along the way where ryan is like uh being a bigger guy that you know like i am uh ryan's like I never would have trained you that way if I would, you know, I, cause he lets, yeah. he lets the person kind of dictate what they like and what they, no doubt. you know, there's like, he's like, there's no way I would have pegged you for, you know, body weight, posture training, um, you know, cold weather therapy. Like he's like, you would have, he just would have trained me like a meathead and, and, yeah. and but like that, that's true. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I mean, but we just, I go, as deep as I possibly can, as much as I can tolerate. But I mean, again, and there's other times where my head isn't in the game and it's, it's because Ryan's there for me and my wife's there for me. And, uh, and, and my, our two, uh, guys are there for me that I, yeah, I can kind of push past some times, you know, there's a bunch of times where I just, again, just wanted to not not work out that night or you know i i think he hit he hits a really good point there is uh, and I, it is something that it sucks for me sometimes it doesn't really work this way is will has an awesome support system and and you guys definitely being being one of them i do not always deal with that when you have a bad support system that sucks so you know be be grateful for that and 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 appreciate that because it doesn't always work that way for me trust me when you have a weak support system that sucks yeah. Well, when yeah, you have motivation to change, you have a wife that that lives it with me, and then also, you know, I have seven brothers here around the table at any one time. Yeah. Uh, you know, they want they don't want to be <laughs> any one of them will pick up my pack and say, "I'll you know I'll take that for you you know this next mile or whatever." But I, I, that's not me, man. I want to I want to be carrying my own pack or carrying their stuff or dragging their deer. Or, Whatever it is, yeah. I, that's that's what I want, you know. And that's to me, my interpretation of what real strength is. If any one of these guys go down in the woods, <laughs> Sammy and Kyle included, like I want to be able to drag their asses out. Um, that's great way to look at it. what I want to work for, you know. what I mean, that's why I pick up my deer now and I kind of walk with them a little bit, even if it's just a little bit. I'm always I throw them on my shoulders just to kind of measure where Thank I'm you. at. Um, it's kind of funny, but that's love what it. I do, you know. No, I love it. Um, but I want to carry my load, you know. I want to, and, and and I, I keep pushing for that reason, and I want to do, you know, that elk hunt or not elk hunt, that moose hunt to me, bud. It, and you know this, I've talked about it. That's something that drives me right now is, is to be able to to do that because two years ago. I didn't wasn't think, even a thought, right? It was a thought, but I didn't think I could do it. I didn't, I didn't yeah. believe that I could, and and now I'm that much closer that, you know, I know I could go this year, but next year is going to be phenomenal if I can make it there, or if I can, you know, the year after. It just, 
so he brings up another good idea, you know, goals and things to look up to. If, if, if you look at doing the same thing every year, the point of living, man. You know, you got to do something different, even with hunting each year. Like one small goal uh, that you may, maybe I want to try this new place, or maybe I want to shoot this special duck. You know, I know you guys are into that stuff. Whatever it is, like always have an advancing goal of climbing the ladder in everything you do, you know. And hunting, hunting's one of them, you know. There's always something I want to do. I want to check like a new area out or walk like like that was always my thing. I read that article on Field and Stream. Second season buck was always my favorite one to shoot, and that was the biggest buck I shot was last year. You know why? Because I went to the places where nobody else is going. You know that motivates me. Uh, and it's what, not competition. What's new? It's competition. What's competition new for this year? This is my favorite. Uh, new area. New new area. New yeah, area. I want to do that. Yeah, but we're tracking That's something big, big and ugly this year. Yeah, yeah, I wanna, I wanna see anywhere. My biggest thing this year was to get my dad and my brother, you know, a decent rack moose, and they did. Now, so that, well, was, that was my biggest goal. I mean, what are you, what are we going after this year? What are you going after this year? You found some bear. I did go after bear. Man, that was neat. I was telling Will, I could not believe how intelligent bear were. I mean, I knew they were smart, but not to the degree. That I just hunted. I mean, I just totally fell in love with bear hunting this year. I was telling them I was hunting them in the snow, and uh, I knew a place where where there was, I see I saw a bear in pheasant season. I thought it was kind of this crazy just a coincidence. I was like I'm not gonna be there. So we got some snow. I'm up in the mountains, two hours of hike, and I went from mountain to mountain. I went over two mountains. I'm like, man, nobody's doing this, right? So I got to this one that holy cow, there's bear tracks like. And I actually had clients that day. So, like, I called and was like, hey, I'm on bear tracks. Like, I want to see what I can do with this, right? Because <laughs> it just snowed. And so I was telling Will, I could not believe what that bear did. Now, you could tell this was a big bear. I got three different sets of bear tracks. But this bear would would it circle. It constantly circled itself. And I thought it was doing the feeding, but it was doing it to try to mislead your tracks. It would go, It would circle, circle, circle. And it would go – when it went downhill – it would the neatest thing it did. I, I saw it do it one time. I thought it was just a crazy thing, and then I saw it do six other times. I thought that sucker's trying to to get you off tracks. It would go up to a tree, and it saw where there was a bunch of deer tracks going, and it would it would go down the deer trail about ten yards, turn around, scrape the tree, and totally misdirect the opposite direction. I saw it the first time, and if I wouldn't have been paying attention, I would have walked out the deal because the deer tracks were that worn in the snow. There's probably six of them. You couldn't see if the bear track was in, and you could tell the bear went down it a little until it came back through and it circled around the tree and went totally the opposite direction Jeez. i thought that sucker trying to misdirect anybody that's that's trying to be behind it i couldn't believe it so i totally fell in love with this now you know tim and i want to start like getting on google maps and start seeing different areas and you know it's, it's a totally new motivation for me to stalk hunt these bear because they're that intelligent you know it's like that that bear was smarter than me that day yeah catf know? catfish says that all the time like, he, he won't stop like, yeah, it drives him because, you know, to think like a fox or to think that a coyote or something is is a little bit smarter than he is. He just, you know, he won't. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he just, so I think I think we owe it. If, if that animal's going to be at his top, uh, th that animal knows what to eat. That or, animal's not going to eat a kick. That, that animal's not going to smoke a cigarette. Why should we? Did, <laughs> did, did, could he have possibly winded you and started to try to track you, man? I don't know what he was doing. I think he was trying to get. I I I, I actually think now I went bad on it. I almost think his tracks were old. I think it did it just to cover its tracks. Period. You wouldn't think a bear would do that because he's the king of the woods, but it was doing it to misguide 
But my dad told me it did it, it. That happened to him one time, and that bear knew it was on his tracks. He said it circled him. He said he, at one point they saw its rear end. It kept doing circles. It would go up so far, it would circle. And he said as, as they went back, the bear tracks would be on top of the footprints going the other way, and it did it three different times. It kept circling it to, to, to misdirect it. It, it, they'd see the bear tracks going the opposite direction in their footprints three different times. <laughs> That's incredible. Very intelligent. Yeah, I, n- I never knew they. Were, I never knew they did that until I went until I tracked this one. But that's how I like to hunt. I'm a stock hunter. You know, I just I appreciate sitting in a tree stand. That's how you're going to get your biggest ones. That's just not how I hunt. I believe in you know using my senses and smelling and, and hearing and, and looking. And uh, I'm a gun hunter. You know, I like bow hunting. I appreciate it, but. Uh, I like cold weather. I believe that brings out the toughness in us. Um, yeah. I believe in going in. I, I believe in going in where the animals live. Uh, I think it's respectful to them. If, if, if they're going to live out there, we should do that. Um, I like the old schoolness of hunting. That's, yeah. that's the way I hunt. Like yeah, like I said, not like I mean, catfish subscribes to this. I've kind of starting to now because I'm more physically fit and aware. You know, uh, starting to to delve into this style of hunting but like i just that challenge to me like you said how smart those bears are and how smart the coyotes are and you know catfish can't sleep at night because he's thinking about a fox that outsmarted him last week you know in february think about that i've said all the time i think the coyotes is probably the smartest animal in the 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 pennsylvania coyote is probably the smartest animal in there don't that piss you off to know that that thing's smarter than you? You should be smarter than you. You know, we, we created guns and it stuff, does. you know? <laughs> in February, when the rest of the guys go inside to get warm is when I'm most successful. I like cold weather hunting myself. And coyotes, yeah, yes, they do piss me off. They're smarter, <laughs> they're smarter than me. So, yeah, so if there's anything you So four of them know, thought. If there's anything you can take, you know, from me being nice. a podcast is like, you know, don't don't take what I do as like, oh, we just got to get in good shape and go and doing this. It's, it's, if there's anything taken, you know, use, use all your abilities to enhance the enjoyment of what you guys do and whatever that is, you know, whatever these small changes you guys can make to enhance your enjoyment of, of, of hunting, you know, I think it's a crime not to. Yeah. Just living, you know, for the most part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're at, we're actually at a minute 15 or I mean an hour okay. 15 rather minute 15. Uh, wow. That and, fast. And that flew. <laughs> um, so I think it's time to, that we can start to wrap up the show, but if, uh, well, thank you guys so much for having me. I, you know, I really appreciated this. I hope you consider me again. I'd love to be on and, uh, throw some different insight and some of the things you guys uh, think about and talk about. Yeah, we'd love to have you come to the studio uh, yeah. next time. Just come in and sit with us. That would be pretty phenomenal, too. Just yeah. get a sense of the, more guys. And... Dr. Marner, we appreciate you having us on the show and uh, you know being on our show tonight. It was awesome, Mr. Ryan, to have you on. It was it Thank was you nice. guys so and much. Uh, appreciate the inspiration, brother. Keep inspira- inspirational to everybody yeah for inspiring where can uh where can people find you yeah check me out on facebook twitter instagram all that stuff uh follow tim the barbarian bow shooting you'll see us on the computer there and uh can't find me there you're probably not living in 2016 <laughs> <laughs> we're, right. look, we're looking to knock knocking a moose down with you one day bub 
That'd be awesome, man. Hey, you want to know my best inspiring words is Metallica's first album, Kill Them All. They... Have a good night, guys. <laughs> hey, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> hey, where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh... We're working on our Twitter page. I keep checking to see if it's updated. Kyle hasn't. Oh, I think all of us guys are on Snapchat as well. Uh, we're we're out there. Find us. You know where we are. R two Pursuits dot com. Yeah. Um, like to say hi to Neil Orange Peel. He's a actually uh, a fan of Span the Void. Who he's I tracked down like kind of where we're getting some of that European action. Neil Orange Peel. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Uh, your pictures are literally inspiring um you live in a beautiful place if uh yeah i love the pictures bob appreciate it keep sending them uh and then uh let's say something to uh some of the pod fathers oh ryan how's your hand bob you got to get that it, uh, apparently i heard that you got it fixed so the guys from span the void are uh yeah, I love your show. I don't know what else to say. Go listen to Span the Void. I hope Ryan's <laughs> hand's okay, and were... I, I hope that uh, you know breakfast was good with mom, Matt, and mummy, <clears throat> mummy. Keep mum, speeding up mummy, that, mum, that Wi-Fi, mummy, Jimmy, and mum, uh, mummy. You know, actually, I think maybe even uh, Doctor Motter, Matt has, uh, or uh, Ryan. I'm sorry. There's too many Ryans. Yeah, yeah. I think Ryan's maybe even inspired me to put the boxing gloves back on. So, Brad, <laughs> get ready. Keep practicing. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That just happened. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, Span the Void is, uh, they're great. Those guys, and they were heated up last week. Uh, they're kind of like uh, following up their, uh, from the, uh, political fallout and all that stuff and they just kind of they went after each other it was it was intense and i can't wait to listen to it on the way home yeah yeah, yeah. um and then ryan got to it was funny because they got to talk about ryan got to talk about his trip down to uh wherever it was put Puerto Web. Puta Cana. Puta, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Somewhere where the water was blue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ryan said that his his quote was, if you guys listen to the Catfish uh, um, National R2's vac summer vacation, he's like, fast forward it to the part where uh, Catfish had a great vacation because that's where mine started. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, love you guys. Um, find us up on the uh, like we said on the on the old uh, interweb <laughs> on the worldwide web <laughs> dot com. All right, <laughs> peace out. Later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rut and River Pursuits podcast. Follow the R two Pro staff by searching Rut and River Pursuits on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until the next episode, we need to see you in the outdoors.